Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's your boy, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, October 15th. What a night in sports. It isn't often that Tom Brady in primetime is upstaged, and the Dodgers did just that. For everybody on the East Coast, if you did not stay up well past midnight, the Dodgers win a thriller over the Giants in Game 5. Max Scherzer comes on for a heart-stopping first career save. Just what an awesome game, awesome drama. And listen, obviously I watched the football game. And I had MLB on TV too, but uh, you know the Eagles were so awful. We'll get to that game shortly, but a hell of a game and a series. Dodgers Giants. Uh, you know, listen, I'm out here based in LA. I've been out here for five years now, so I've adopted the Dodgers as my team after the Yanks. So um, I know, I know, it's Dodgers, it's Yankees. Come on, Jason, that's that's pathetic. But uh, listen, y- you love to see it when it's in your backyard. A lot of Dodgers fans around me. And um, it's cool to root for them. They're fun. Dodger Stadium's always an eclectic vibe, and hopefully I'll be there next week for one of the games in the NLCS. But before we get to today's podcast and a robust best bet, a lot of best bets at the end of the pod, college football and NFL, giving out some winners like it's friggin' Halloween candy. We got a great guest today. I mean, it's really a treat when you can get an NBA Hall of Famer 
to check in. Yes, that's what we've got today. A special treat, you know. I know some people. I'm kind of a big deal around here. But Grant Hill is stopping by on behalf of LegalZoom. He's doing, um, you know, one of these uh, promotional things where he is uh, doing some a, a good thing off the court, uh, out of the ownership box. Of course, you know he's part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. In the same way, your boy is a part owner of the New Zealand Breakers and Nicoxa in Liga MX. Yes, I had to uh, brag for a sec. But uh, it's a great, Grant Hill is phenomenal. Listen, smart guy, super intelligent. Somebody told me before I interviewed him, hey man, good luck with Grant Hill. He's such a smart, intelligent interviewer. You're not going to get him to bite, Jay. And you know, it's like a fun little game. Like I'm going to ask him a question. It's going to be challenging and he's going to definitely answer it in a way that's not going to be controversial. He's great. He's smart. This is what I love about Grand Hill. So, you know, we talk about everything. Lakers, the ancient Lakers, uh, little Zion Williamson, Trey Young and his Hawks. It's it's fun. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. But first, I want to quickly, uh, Dodgers outlast the Giants in, in what was a great, great series. And I know we don't have a ton of MLB fans. And yeah, listen, I'm not going to lie. When we have guests on, we can look at the counts for who rang up the most uh, podcast downloads and all that fun stuff. And we know um, some of these NFL guys rule the day. No doubt about it. The gambling stuff, you guys love it. You eat it up. Some of the guests on the NBA, massive. Baseball, fun, but it just doesn't have the quite the cachet that NFL does. And when, you know, you guys come at me and are like, man, you go on all these shows at FS1J and all you guys talk about is football, basketball. What about hockey? What about baseball? And it's just the audience isn't totally there for Major League Baseball. Now, I'm sure the TV ratings will be great, but for this podcast, my brand has been basketball and football. That's what I talk about. I'm not going to shy away from Kyrie Irving, although I'll spare you a third straight day of Kyrie Irving-ness and I'll just say congrats to the Dodgers, and if you're a Giants fan, that's a tough one. You know, you win a ton of games this year, and you fall short at home in Game 5. Uh, that's a tough one. But the Dodgers move on to the NLCS, and in the NFL Thursday night, Tom Brady with his injured thumb looked incredible, right? No mention of the Tom Brady thumb injury. First half, they go up 28-7. Nobody says a word about Tom Brady's thumb. And then the Eagles decide they're going to come back. And, you know, the Bucks take their foot off the gas. And, oh, yeah, the Eagles came in the back door, baby. You love to see. I mean, really. It was fun. I gave out the Eagles plus seven. The props did not do as well. But not only did the Eagles score to pull within eight, but they went for two instead of one. So I was looking at a push. I was happy. And then they line up to go for two. And you're like, all right, let's go, Jalen Hurts. You screwed me in fantasy. Never looking at my guy, Miles Sanders. That's another story. And Jalen Hurts delivers a bobble pass. I think it was the guy, Watkins, who apparently is his best friend. Because when you've got Devonta Smith, a game breaker, you got to get him the ball. And he just keeps looking for Watkins because he's a burner. And it's a little frustrating if you own Miles Sanders or if you bet on Devonta Smith. But Hurts got us to the window. Cover, never in doubt. Ha, ha, ha. 28-7. But it's funny because after the game, people are like, wow, you know, if you were sitting on a Bucks ticket, you're all bent out of shape. Hey, man, forget this Tom Brady. Gosh, he's, he's definitely got to be hurt. And it's like, why? He was like 10 for 11. Nobody's saying a damn thing. They're up 28-7. It's all good. I'm just saying, the Bucks defense is so beat up. When they start getting guys back, they're going to pull away in, in the NFC. It's them and the Cowboys and maybe the Rams. I don't know if the Cardinals can continue this. But just think about this. Their run game with Fournette, 81 yards, two TDs. Brady, 
34 of 42 for 297. Did not get sacked. I mean, the Bucs went up and down the field with ease, and they took their foot off the gas in the second half, so it'll make the offensive numbers not look as impressive. And yeah, the seven penalties, obviously, it was not, not that good. But the Eagles stink, and Jalen Hurts is not the answer. And if you're an Eagles fan now, you basically are an Eagles fan slash rooting heavily against the Colts slash rooting heavily against the Dolphins slash who's the other pick they have? I forget who they have it from. Maybe the Houston Texans. But they're basically just rooting for everyone else so they can have high picks because they need a quarterback. This team needs at least one or two defensive playmakers. I know they want Stingley. The Jets desperately need Stingley, the LSU All-American quarterback who's been a superstar since his freshman year. The the Eagles are going to certainly have shots to improve this roster radically. But if you can go grab Deshaun Watson and then you give up a couple of these picks, I think you've got to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Houston will do that in a heartbeat. But where it really gets interesting is Miami. Let's say Miami goes to London this weekend and loses to Trevor Lawrence at Jacksonville with Tua. I know it's Tua's first game back and not much is expected. Folks, the Dolphins last year were on the cusp of the playoffs, lost in week 17. They thought they had something. And now, all of a sudden, you're telling me that Tua stinks and we got to maybe start over? You think Brian Flores wants to lose his job after that awesome start? So... The the race for Deshaun Watson is going to be fascinating. It feels like it'll be Eagles and Dolphins, but I would not rule out the Panthers. Remember, I forget who it was that came on. It might have been Albert Breer saying, keep an eye on the Panthers. Now, they start out 3-0 with Sam Darnold, and then all of a sudden on the struggle bus. If they lose this weekend to the Vikings, and by the way, overnight, a lot of money came in on the Vikings. I'm, I'll talk about it in the best bet, but they went, remember, from like Wednesday, they were plus one. And it doesn't take a lot of money to cross zero. But it seems like every professional is backing the Vikings because they went from plus one in Carolina to now minus two, heading toward two and a half. I don't know if this has to do with McCaffrey. I don't think he's worth three points, but somebody saw something and is backing the Vikings. I will get to the best bet shortly. But, But without further ado, let's get to NBA Hall of Famer, Grant Hill. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire one of the biggest guests we've ever had from a former athlete perspective. I mean, a couple titles at Duke. Olympian, all-NBA player, Grant Hill joining Straight Fire. Grant, how are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And uh, yeah, excited yeah. To, to join and be, be with a fellow DMVer. <laughs> I reminded Is that the right Grant. term? Is that the right yes, term? Yes, DMVer, okay. correct. Indeed. Okay. He went to South Lakes High School where he was a high-flying superstar and every college coach in the country wanted him. And I was like in elementary or middle school hearing about, oh, this guy, Grant Hill. He's going to be the biggest deal ever. Um, <laughs> that's going way back now, Grant. That's uh, predating uh, a lot of our listeners probably. Very, very true. We should keep quiet because we're showing our age. 
Showing our age for sure. Uh, Grant joining the uh, the pod today to talk about his recent partnership where he's providing legal and financial uh, services for minority-owned small businesses. Uh, I want to start there. Grant, how did you get involved in this project? Yeah, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, the project uh, came about and, and I was made aware of LegalZoom and the partnership with the MBA uh, and really this fast break for small business. And just this amazing initiative. Um, you know, I, I've personal story. I mean, my, my mom has been a small business owner, my grandmother, my grandparents. Uh, and I, you know, I just felt that, you know, our country, you know, small businesses are really the, the driving force of, of who we are. And um, as we've all been impacted uh, as a result of the pandemic, uh, many of these small business owners ha have really uh, been hit hard. And so to be able to work with LegalZoom and the NBA, the, the WNBA and the NBA G League to, um, you know, to really promote this and, and provide resources, services, support uh, to small businesses throughout the country is something that, that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Uh, I try to talk to my little kids, you know, they're eight and 10 about, just in America, the way you want to go is be creative, come up with a business idea and start your own business. Be the boss yourself, run your show. And, you know, it's tough to ingrain that because everybody just thinks, oh, I'm going to get a job and go here. But small businesses and getting that support, especially for young minorities, I, I think I, I love the initiative. And that's why, you know, we wanted to have you on. It's drilling that idea home that you can start your own business. You could be your own boss. And, uh, you know, obviously you as an NBA player, uh, you know, I don't know how, do you have a lot of small businesses or probably not really, right? No, I do. I mean, I have, oh, you do? Uh, okay. yeah. So, you know, when I, when I'd enter, entered into the NBA back in the nineties, you know, I started Hill Ventures and, and that was primarily, um, you know, I didn't have a traditional agent, if you will, back then I had an, a, a lawyer represent my contract with the NBA and so, you know, I started a small business that pretty much uh, managed and, and also sought out marketing partners back, you know, in my heyday, if you will, in Detroit. We transitioned uh, in the early 2000s into investing in uh, heavily in real estate, commercial real estate, multifamily uh, in Florida and North Carolina, um, back home in the DMV area as well. And, uh, and so, you know, I also started a mezzanine fund about 10 years ago, and we invested in small businesses. We actually went through the SBA, the Small Business Administration, for a particular designation uh, to be able to provide capital and resources to uh, small businesses looking for growth capital. So, you know, whether through my parents, whether my own experience, or even investing as a mezzanine fund, you know, I've been around and understand uh, the importance and the necessity of the very thing you mentioned, uh, small businesses here in our country. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Obviously also that you are a part owner, uh, of the Atlanta Hawks. You know, I, 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 I listen, obviously owning an NBA or NFL team would be incredible. I'm on the small scale. I'm in the, uh, partnership group with, uh, Sean Marion and Matt Walsh and some people for the, uh, New Zealand breakers. So I'm mm -hmm. a minority owner there. It's exciting. Grant, I cannot imagine the excitement you had when you're Atlanta Hawks, uh, made a run to the postseason last year. Uh, I, I guess just talk a little bit about once the Hawks got there, right? What are the expectations this year? I mean, can you legitimately say, hey, why can't we make it to the NBA Finals? Is that a realistic goal for Trey Young's Hawks? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, look, the, the beauty of sports is is anything can happen. And certainly, if you take a look at our, our season last year, um, you know, I think we proved that. You know, no one was expecting much of anything from us at the start of the season. And, and probably at the mid the midpoint, no one was expecting anything either. <laughs> yeah. You know, we made a coaching change. We, 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 you know, we, we made a few adjustments in terms of how we were going to play. And, and the guys responded. And they did that in the midst of a period of time at the end of the year where they had a, you know, we had a number of injuries, but we still just seemed to get better, get stronger um, as the year went on and then had this incredible run. So, you know, for us now, it's an interesting dynamic, you know, because now there are expectations and, uh, and, and probably understandably so, and rightfully so uh, you want to manage those expectations and you want to continue to move forward, continue to take a step forward. Uh, and yeah, it'd be nice to get to the finals and win a championship, <laughs> but you also understand and having been around professional sports and particularly the NBA, my entire adult life, you know, it, it, it's not always uh, a trajectory that's on the up, you know, upward and onward. Uh, mm -hmm. There can be ups and downs along the way. And so, uh, you know, for us, though, we, we've committed to our core. We've, we've, we've built through the draft. Uh, Travis Schlink, our GM, really did an incredible job, you know, 45 years ago when he came in, uh, cleaning out, you know, building the draft, maintaining financial flexibility, and then strategically spending money, which we've done over the last few years. And, uh, and so we're on our way. Um, but there may be bumps, there may be obstacles, there may be challenges. Um, I, I still think we have a, a, a lot of runway in front of us to have great success and ultimately win a championship. And so yeah. whether that happens this year, you know, next year, whatever, whenever, I mean, I think we're, we're committed to moving in that direction. And, um, but, you know, the question then becomes, what if you don't get to the conference finals? You know, is it a failure? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I think, I think you, you judge and evaluate you know, this group, this core over the stretch of the next, you know, five, six, seven years. And um, you look at Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee's a great example. Yeah. You know, they they were the best team in the NBA and, and struggled in the playoffs two years ago, struggled again, losing, uh, you know, early in the playoffs um, a year ago in the bubble. But they stayed committed, made a few tweaks, uh, and ultimately were able to get over that hump. It's and, funny. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the Bucks, Grant, because everybody wanted to kind of disband that team. Hey, we got to make changes. We got to we got to move Middleton. We got to do this. We got to get Giannis some help. And they just kind of stayed the course. I mean, they added Holiday, of course, but that can be difficult, right? Because the public pressure is, hey, man, two or three postseasons. You know, we're seeing it in Portland. Saw it a little bit with the Clippers. How do you handle that as as being a part time owner and just an observer of the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I think Milwaukee. You know, look, you have to to do what you ultimately feel is best as a franchise. And, um, you know, you make tough decisions, hard decisions. You know, a year ago, people might have thought that Milwaukee was the, the Milwaukee experiment with the players they had, you know, with Giannis, you know, what was a failure. It wasn't going to work. I mean, you heard all of that. You heard everyone's question, can they win? Can, can they, are they built for playoff success? Are they built to be a contender? Are they built to be a champion? You know, can can Bud, can he, is he the right coach for this team? You know, all of the questions, all of the doubts, you know, and, and that's sort of the world that we live in 
where we discuss it. We talk about it 24 seven people. Now fans have a voice. They can go on different, you know, digital platforms, yeah. social media platforms. Um, and winning is not easy. You know I mean? There's a lot of variables that go into having success and having ultimately being crowned a champion. And so, um, but you know, you, you, you gotta, you know, stick to your philosophy, your beliefs mm-hmm. and, and make the necessary changes when needed. But, when you get a guy like a Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's not a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And you don't quit on that, you know, when things don't go necessarily right. Yeah. And, you know, I think in Atlanta, we, we feel like Trey Young is, is one of those special talents. A different talent and a yes. different style of play, but certainly a guy who has proven that he has what it takes to be successful in the league. I, I like what you said. The Bucks decided to do ultimately what they thought was best and, and stick it out. And, you know, that worked. I wonder, and this is a tough subject, but the Brooklyn Nets situation with Kyrie Irving right now is, it seems like they're deciding that's ultimately what's best for them, that we don't want a part-time player who's just here for road games and not for home. Now, you never dealt with anything remotely close to this in your career, I would imagine. Uh, a global pandemic, obviously. But... Can you, I guess, just talk how you do you, you think you'd handle something like that Brooklyn Nets situation with Kyrie Irving? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. I mean, it, it is a, a global pandemic. Um, you know, I think everyone has has gone through some incredible times over the last, you know, year and a half. And, um, you know, I, I have not experienced that as a player, as, as management, um, thankfully. <laughs> Um, but you know, the, the circumstances when you have, you know, you have the municipalities there, you have the the city, you know, having this mandate, which further, you know, further challenges things. Um, it's tough. You know, I I will say I did go through, you know, as people remember, if you're old enough Mm. to remember some years of being hurt and having injuries in Orlando and really struggling my first four years while there to stay healthy and having season ending injuries year after year after year. But I know going through that and even as, you know, those years where I tried to play and I'm in and I'm out and I'm in and I'm out and I can't play for three, four games and I come back and play two games and I can't, you know, all of that, you know, like you, you look at it objectively, it, it, it's not a distraction like this, but it's just, it's hard for a team to build a level of continuity and chemistry, you know, and, and it's one thing if they, they rest guys, you know, and, 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 and that's something that is ha- happens now in the league where you, you'll rest guys intentionally for a game here or there. Um, but when, when you don't know, and a guy's with a team, not with a team, can't play, can't play like it, it just, it, and that was in my case, like it, it becomes a challenge and each one of those years. Once I went down and, and was out for the year, you know, now the team can figure, okay, we can go with who we have. And whether we're better or worse, that's not the point. But it's just building that chemistry on and off the court, which is necessary to have success. And for Brooklyn's case, championship success, because that's what they aspire to do. Yeah. So, you know, it's a tough situation. I mean, I do think, and I've, you know, look, I've been wrong before, but I do think that a month from now, we won't even t- be talking about this and Kyrie oh. will be back playing. And that's because you think that the municipality will lift it or Kyrie will make a decision to get it? 
one, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I, uh, I, and I could look. I, I qualify by saying I could be one hundred percent wrong, but of course, maybe yeah. selfishly, I just want him to come back because yeah. as a fan, you're a fan of his game, but you also want to see how this Brooklyn Nets experiment plays out. Yeah, they barely played together. It's yeah, last you want to see yeah. them. Like you want to see them. Okay, can they coexist? Can they get through a like? Like, can they make it work? And you know, the Atlanta Hawks in me is like, no, sit out Kyrie as long as you want. But as a fan of the game, it would be fun to see how this team can get through this season. 100%. Uh, I want to, you know, you you talked briefly about Trey Young and getting these young stars. And Grant, there's never been more pressure on teams to deliver and build an infrastructure around the stars the way you guys have built around Trey Young. This Zion Williamson situation in New Orleans is fascinating. And, you know, I know you're an owner, so you probably can't really speak to it, but when you just look at all the surrounding noise around New Orleans, if they don't deliver now, like, do you guys feel pressure that, hey, you've got basically a three- or four-year window to build around a star, or he's going to leave? Is that kind of the feeling now in the NBA, given the super team era we're in? Well, you know, you're in a league now in general where players have, was it the player empowerment era, if you will, and you even see the, the whole, you know, situation in Philadelphia, which hopefully will be resolved here as Simmons uh, allegedly is, is back in the fold. But, <laughs> you know, it's a guy who, you know, has four years left on his contract and is trying to, uh, you know, trying to use his, his, you know, trying to get out of town. And, and, um, and so it is different. You know, you didn't see that. 20 years ago and, and maybe if a guy in recent years was going into a contract year so had a one year left on his deal and didn't want to return to his team then he could you know alert the team and kind of you know kind of like what Carmelo Anthony did when he left Denver you know he was able to orchestrate getting moved to New York where he wanted to be um, but it is different I think it takes a different strategy uh, I think you have to manage players differently uh, you know, it, it's about winning, but it's also about giving yourself a chance to win, you know, giving yourself feeling like you have a chance. And, you know, I, I use Philadelphia as an example, great team, great regular season last year, circumstances, whatever that might be, it might be a young upstart Hawks team. It might be Embiid's leg. It might be Simmons not playing, uh, you know, the best basketball of his career could be a confluence of everything but they didn't meet the ultimate goal you know they didn't get there they didn't win they, they lost in the second round mm. do you blow things up is it like you know Embiid <laughs> knows okay we, we have a chance like we still have a chance and they've had a chance they've had a chance for a while and I just I think it it just says like it just shows how hard it is to win and you have other great players on really good teams who are also striving for the same thing. And so, you know, um, a, a lot goes into players and making decisions to leave and, and you know, or to stay. Um, but I think once you have a great player and they come of age and you put the right pieces around them and other great players and, and, and you go for it, you know, and you try to, you know, you, 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 you know, it's not an exact science, <laughs> but, you, you, you go for it and you make tweaks as you go. Yeah. Um, and I think, I just think as a player, if I feel like 
we're trying, we're all swimming in the right direction or the same direction, and we're all striving to be champions, then as long as I feel like we have a realistic chance, then, you know, then, 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 then I, I personally, I'd be inclined to stick it out. Stick so it out, yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, it does. Uh, we could wrap up with the Lakers cause the Lakers are mandatory. You know, anytime you do an interview, you got to get asked about LeBron. Um, Lakers oldest team in NBA history. That's what they're being called. Grant, are they too old to win a title? And is if if not, why are people saying that they're just too old to handle an eighty-two game season and the playoffs? You know, they're they're not too old to win a championship. I think the season will be, you know, it's going to be all about managing the season for this team. You know, last year they were they were limping into the playoffs, and LeBron wasn't right. Anthony Davis was obviously hurt. Uh, they had such a short off season from the year before. And I think it really had an effect on them uh, and not being able to get back to that level. Uh, so for them, it's all going to be about being healthy and at their best uh, when the playoffs start. And so I think regardless of, of, of where they're, they're seated, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, because when you are old, you have experience and things <laughs> slow down and, you know, play every other night and it's a different pace in the playoffs. And so that's where I think that experience will serve them well. But look, with all that talent, the one thing is going to be three-point shooting. You know, that's the game that we're in right now. Uh, Can guys knock down shots? But more importantly than that, it's going to be Anthony Davis. You know, even with the challenges of last season, even with the poor three-point shooting from the Lakers in the playoffs against the Suns, if Davis is healthy, they beat the Suns, in my opinion. And in the games that he was healthy and he played in that series, he dominated and the Lakers won. Yeah. And and so if he can be at that level of dominance on both ends of the floor, then uh, that gives them a great chance, I think, to not just get through the season and get to the playoffs, but get back to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Definitely. All right. He is Grant Hill uh, doing some great stuff with LegalZoom. Check it out. Uh, providing legal and financial services for minority-owned small businesses. Grant Hill, a legendary basketball player. Thanks for taking the time, Grant. Hey, I appreciate the compliment, and uh, thanks for having me, Jason. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Tremendous stuff from Grant Hill, the legend. Uh, the first memory I have of Grant Hill, obviously, before he made it to college in the pros, you know, you'd heard about him in my area growing up, and it was a huge deal. And it was like, oh, Grant Hill, this guy's going to be a superstar. Duke wants him. Everyone wants him. So he gets to Duke. As a freshman, he's incredible. And it was the alley-oop against Kansas, I think, in like the first minute of the national title game. It was like, oh my gosh. Like you'd seen Grant Hill do some things all season. He's really good, but he was on a stacked team. And to see him go up and get it and flush it, Nance freaked out. And it was like, Grant Hill's arrived. I mean, that was like a poster everywhere. And, you know, it's just a bummer. The guy had to deal with those injuries to cut his uh, career short. Real stinker. But nevertheless, um, thank you for Grant Hill for dropping by. All right, let's get to the best bet here on straight fire NFL and college the college weekend's pretty weak no lies last weekend was amazing four and one in my picks column for Fox Sports and uh, there's not as many good games this week in college I did fire on Texas remember I got a little bit you get you need to get a little lucky last week I had Oklahoma dead in the water down 21 they benched their starting quarterback come back and win and cover with a TD in the final minute I'll take it and then I was on Iowa against Penn State 
And it was pretty clear for about a half, Iowa was not the right side. Penn State looked really good, especially defensively, and then their quarterback gets hurt. Iowa storms back and wins and covers. I got to take it. My lone loss was Ole Miss, which lost amazingly by giving up a touchdown with no time on the clock at the end. And even if it had gone overtime, yeah, a super slim chance. I think it was six, might have been six and a half, but either way, lost that one. So four and one. I'll take it. Profitable weekend. This weekend in college, um, I did lay it with Texas against OK State. I just think OK State's kind of fraudulent. I know they're undefeated. Sorry to my man Doug Gottlieb and all the Cowboys fans out there. Texas is the better side. But only concern is OK State off a bye. And so they'll be rested and ready. Probably have some new gadget plays for that ugly offense. And, you know, Texas is kind of, they had to, that's a tough defeat against your rivals, losing in the final minute, leading by 21. All right, that's a rough loss, and you hope they bounce back. I, I, Oklahoma State might jump on them early, but ultimately Texas, too much offense from Sark and the guys. I took Arkansas smaller play on Arkansas, favored by three and a half at home against Auburn, but the big one, and you got sometimes you got to ride them un- until it ends. And if you guys remember, I think it was two years ago, Alabama first halves were just such an easy cash cow. It would be like uh, 21 and a half, and they would easily get four touchdowns. It'd be 23 and a half, and they'd get four touchdowns. I mean, you I think it was eight straight wins, Alabama first half two years ago. And it might have even been last year as well, because uh, that offense was a juggernaut. I think you got to ride Georgia here. Number one defense in the country. And I know I mentioned Oklahoma State's undefeated and a bit fraudulent. What about Kentucky? They're undefeated, but they are. I mean, come on. You you look at this team. They got so lucky to beat Florida, okay? And even in their other games, they're barely scraping by. Georgia, mild concern in that Georgia goes into a bye week. And if you remember your time in college, anytime there was like an upcoming holiday, you were heading out of town, like you did way worse, less schoolwork, you were probably going out three nights that week. And it was like you were building up toward the departure. Well, just Georgia football team off some pretty big wins. Auburn, Arkansas. I mean, they're looking good. And now they have a bye week ahead. And you just wonder, can Kirby Smart keep them locked in? I believe they can. They're favored by 22 and a half against Kentucky. But I saw one line that the Kentucky point total for the game was nine and a half. Nine and a half! Uh, this, this reeks like 30 to six, 33 to three, something like that. I, I, I laid it with Georgia. And um, I think that's probably my best bet of the weekend in college football. Now to the NFL. And again, I should not sit here and bemoan the fact that the Vikings led by 10 last week with like four minutes left and had the ball like the Detroit 35. Ended up getting no points, blew the cover, nearly blew the game. F the Vikings. That being said, I oh, I so want to take them this week against Carolina. But as we record this early Friday morning, I don't know if McCaffrey's playing. I can't. I, I, I really think once McCaffrey comes back, Darnold will look better because he looked good in the first three games. I know the opponents were trash. Sorry, not trash. The opponents were inferior, but McCaffrey's going to add a total another dimension. I'm sure the Vikings will play better than last week. I don't really have a handle on them. Remember, I like the Cardinals against the Vikings and I against had the Vikings last week. And they just, they're a bit of a bugaboo. Can I use, did I use that correctly? So I'm going to pass on Vikings Carolina as much as I want to take Minnesota. If McCaffrey's out, I'll take Minnesota. But I think there's way better value on the board, starting with the Cleveland Browns. And you guys know I am bullish on the Arizona Cardinals. I've mentioned I have a connection uh, to the Arizona front office. I like that team a lot. Okay. 
I, I think they are Super Bowl worthy. But big concern with the COVID and Chandler Jones doesn't look like he's going to play. He will need two negative tests here in the next, what, 48 hours to play. I don't, I don't know if there's, he's going to be able to. And without him, like that's a massive loss. He's arguably your best defensive player. And Kyler Murray is hurt. Okay, he was hurt last week. He did not look good. He turned up on the injury report. Like we saw the big difference between Arizona with Kyler healthy in the first part of last season, and then the second part of last season, Kyler Murray injured, and Arizona's offense stunk. So I'm going with Cleveland here, favored by three. I got him at two and a half. I got him at three. This is also going to be a weather game. Uh, it looks like 20 to 25 mile an hour winds in Cleveland. So I I just think this is another monster run game for Nick Chubb. By the way, Chubb leads the NFL in 20 plus yard carries. He's probably going to go for a buck 50 here. Kareem Hunt, another 75 to 100. I, I just, Arizona's had a good run, two tough divisional matchups. They could get blown out here. Also, their center, Rodney Hudson, looks like he's not going to play this week. Just everything lining up for a Cleveland win. I would look at the under two, but maybe you want to wait till closer to game time, depending on what the, if there is rain, which looks like it's just going to rain Friday and today and Saturday. Um, but win for sure. So I, I like Cleveland. And the other one, I'm sorry, I had to t- I had to take the Packers. Favored by five and a half. LaFleur, 4-0 against the spread against the Bears. Okay? Rodgers has owned the Bears in his career. And if you you look close, the Bears are doing some new interesting things since the season opener. What happened against the Rams? They got torched over the top. The big plays killed them. Two TDs of over 50 yards. And they had another play, uh, I think 37-yard pass play. Bottom line, the Bears secondary got lit up. So what did they do? The the DC there, Sean Desai, um, shout out to the Indian guy, first year as a defensive coordinator. He has adjusted and now playing three safeties. Um, and some of the Bears beat writers covered this earlier this week. They're playing more three safeties. They don't want to give up the big play. They're going with one linebacker, Roquan Smith, who we know is excellent. And they're saying, we'll concede the run. We'll give you the, we'll give you the run. Even though we don't have Hicks in the middle, our best run stopper. And we're just not going to give up the big play because our quarterbacks are not that good. Uh, the problem is, A, um, their defensive line has been able to bully bad teams. The Raiders last week, they killed the Raiders offensive line last week. They killed the Lions offensive line and the Bengals. They're not going to do that against the Packers. It's just not happening. Packers are getting healthy on the offensive line. And if you look last week, I have A.J. Dillon in fantasy. The Packers are going more two backs Dylan and Jones. Last year it was like 90% Jones, little Dylan. This year it's like 75-25. Dylan even caught a touchdown pass. They have no problem just running all over this Bears team. And the second they say, okay, we got to concede, we got to bring a, a, a safety off the field, get another linebacker, Rodgers is going to kill him over the top. And I mean, Rodgers and Adams are really something. Adams leads the league in catches, yards, and 20-yard catches. He is just destroying teams. Absolutely eviscerated the Bengals last week. I just, I don't see a path to victory here for the Bears. And by the way, they're not blitzing at all. Third fewest blitzes in the NFL this year. And they're not getting any pressure, 28th in pressure rate. So it's like, okay, we're not going to blitz. We're not getting pressure. I know they lead the league in sacks, but again, that's a that's like less of a predictive measure than pressure rate and blitz percentage and hurry rate. All that stuff adds up more than just getting sacks. Because sacks can be fluky. Quarterback holds on to it, scrambling. Um, the advanced analytic guys are always just like, listen, disregard sacks. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you give him time in the pocket, you don't pressure him. He's going to pick you apart. I don't care if you got six, seven defensive backs, like Aaron Rodgers is that good. So I had to lay it. I know divisional matchup and everybody likes the dogs. 
And be careful. Jay, Jay there's nine road underdog, nine road favorites this week. Be careful. I, I'm laying it. I, I, I'm laying it with the Packers. I think this will go up. Fun stat. Now that we have five weeks of data in the NFL, net yards per play becomes a thing, right? You take your yards per play, and then you take your your defensive uh, yards per play allowed. The Bears are dead last in the NFL in net yards per play. Yes, worse than the Jags and the Lions. That's really, really bad. So I don't see a path to victory here for the Bears. This, to me, feels like a 27-10, 27-13. I, I like the Packers to roll here. So those are the two Browns and Packers that I feel the most comfortable with. I am going to give a teaser because they've just been so money this season. Three-team, seven-point teaser. I'm going with the Patriots on a teaser. A lot of people like the Patriots this week. I know the, I know the Cowboys are like the, the popular fan pick. Like fans look at this and are like, I'm going to ride the Cowboys 5-0 and against the spread. Okay. You don't think Belichick has something cooked up? You don't think he's going to be ready? The problem is, I, I don't know if I trust the Patriots offense yet. Remember, I liked them against the Saints. They couldn't do anything. And the Saints have a real defense. Cowboys defense, a little fluky, right? Diggs is playing out of his mind. Parsons. I think the Patriots will be ready. So I tease them up to from 3.5 to getting 10.5. I tease the Ravens. And I know the teaser, you guys are, you know the key is going through seven and three. So Ravens are favored by three over the Chargers. We know the Ravens are playing all close games. Primetime, close games. Chargers, all close games. That's all they do. So I take the Raider, Ravens from minus three to getting four at home. And I know you're saying, well, Jet doesn't go through the seven. What, what's the play here? Well, special teams matters greatly. And the Ravens have Justin Tucker, who is probably the greatest kicker in NFL history. According to Football Outsiders, they're number two in special teams. You want to guess where the Chargers are? 29th. Nobody's missed more extra points than the Chargers. So I, at some point, I think this is a three-point game either way. If I get the Ravens getting four at home, I got to love that in the teaser. And just so you know, the Chargers' run defense is really, really putrid. Can't stop anybody. I think I saw a stat. They've, um, they're have 31st. In DVOA run defense, and they've given up, they've let three teams run for uh, over a buck 75, something insane like that. And I just, I, the Chargers worry me. But again, I like the Chargers. I just don't like them in this spot. And the third team, Patriots, Ravens. The other one is the Colts. You have to, right? Uh, nobody likes the Colts. I don't like Carson Wentz. We, I, listen, I write a column for Fox Sports, and I said at the beginning of the season, look at the schedule. The Colts could open 0 5. It's that rough. Well, now in game six, what do you got? You're playing with the Texans, one of the worst teams in the league, who just showed well last week against Belichick. It was a great spot for them. Now, after that crushing loss, they've got to go on the road to Indy. This is a get-right spot for Frank Reich and the Colts. I I, I think the Colts win. They're probably going to be my my pick in uh, Survivor. I don't I, I don't like doing all my Survivors the same team because it gives you wiggle room in case something fluky happens. Like last week, the Vikings. I I loaded up on them every Survivor pick and nearly blew it. Uh, given a second chance at life <laughs> in Survivor Leagues, I'll probably go Colts in most of them. I don't yet know what I'm going to do on the other side. Uh, but you take it, the Colts favored by three to win at home against Texans. I, you got to figure they'll be good. The only problem with the Colts is, have you looked at the injury report? I mean, offensive line, secondary. Um, everybody's banged up on this team. It's I do think they get right at home. Reich is just too good of a coach. Cully, we know, is is a bit out of, out of his element here. The other ones I like a little bit, not a lot, I like the Steelers, but did you notice that every single other person on planet Earth likes the Steelers? 
It's like not one person's giving Geno Smith and Pete Carroll any credit. I saw some pretty good Pete Carroll numbers, ATS off a loss, but I would assume 97% of those are with. <laughs> 97% of them are with Russell Wilson. Geno Smith going on the road? Yeah, I'm not not trusting that at all. Um, I'm, I really want to take the Rams, but let's see what happens with Danny Dimes. Shockingly, he was at practice this week. I want to take the Bengals. I just feel like that's another mush. Every single person on the in, on the planet Earth is taking the Bengals. And you know how that works. The house usually needs a side. If everybody's on the other, you want to side with the house. And I will confess, I bet the Chiefs. Pretty big. Minus six and a half in Washington. I'm sure Taylor Heineke is going to be in the mix to come in the back door against Daniel Sorensen and that joke of a secondary. But I don't see Washington stopping Pat Mahomes here at all. Um, all this, all the silly narratives are at play. Andy Reid off a loss, Pat Mahomes off a loss. Um, we saw them already bounce back from the Chargers and just totally run roughshod over the Eagles. Even although the Eagles had a couple chances to come in late in the back door, um, I, I just think Kansas City goes on the road and puts it on Washington. And um, lastly, I know there's a lot of picks, but lastly, I had to, I had to, on principle, take the Denver Broncos. I'm sorry, I just had to do it. A lot of people will say, oh, teams rally around when the coach gets fired. This wasn't a coach getting fired. Not even close. This is a team shell-shocked because their coach resigned. Gruden was well-liked in that locker room. If you remember, we talked about on the pod. When he was going through it, players stepped up. They defended him. Oh, I like Gruden. And now they kind of look like idiots because he had to resign. I don't know how the offense is going to do. Vic Fangio's Broncos really up against it. Two straight losses. Bridgewater seems fine, but uh, they did seem to wake up late against the Steelers. I don't, I don't know if that was Steelers getting lackadaisical with a big lead or if the Broncos finally figured out something offensively, but I think they will be able to move the ball with relative ease against a Raiders team that's just not very good, guys. Justin Fields did very well. Two backup running backs for the Bears did fine. I think the Broncos can win this one handily, like a smothering, like 30-10 or 27-10. They bounce back. Broncos are not that bad. Everybody wants to kill the Broncos and Panthers because after three weeks, they were 3-0, and getting excited, they're fans. And now it's like two straight losses back to reality. Well, let's wait a sec on the Broncos. They're a good team. So those are the best bets, college football, NFL. Everybody have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.